We have a super special treat today. We have Chelsea Pites. You may know her from Instagram and all of her fantastic videos. She is a coach. She's coaches camera shy real estate humans to show up online with heart and humanity. This show is all about actionable ways to get you in front of the camera, showing up as your true authentic self. We have a fantastic conversation with Chelsea Pites. You may know her from Instagram you're going to fall in love just like Christy and I have. But bite-sized tidbits to get you into action and really showing up on video as your true authentic self. Let's do this. You're listening to the Girl Get Your Face Off a Bus Bench podcast, where we invite you to check your ego at the app, grab a cup of coffee, and get ready to dive into all things real estate marketing, social media, friendship, hardship, love, money mindset, and all the things that celebrate you as a badass boss babe. We're here to encourage you, show up for you, give you a loving kick in the pants when you need it most, and be your soft place to land on the hardest of days. So pull up a seat at our table and get ready to be inspired and start living your best life by design. Welcome to the Girl Get Your Face Off a Bus Bench podcast. We are so excited you're here. Okay, girls, let's dive in. Welcome, Chelsea Pites. Thank you for coming to the show. We're so excited to have you. I'm so Um, excited to be here. I can't wait. I've been waiting for this day for a long time. So thank you so much for the opportunity. Yeah, I so I however, I don't even know how this happened. Well, it is like the AI on social media. And all of a sudden you popped up on my Instagram page one day in like a reel or something. And I'm like, who is this chick? She's all about color. She's all about fun the puppies, like your kid, Mason, I don't have any kids. So, but I thought like, if I have a kid and I think I've messaged you this before, I'm like, if I had a kid, I would want it to be just like Mason because the kid is so smart, but he's like a little, he's like a little adult in a pint size package. And that's what I love about him. Christy's daughter's like that too. And I'm like, that's the kind of kid that I would want to. And then I come to find out like, then you're, you have like a real estate background and we're in the same industry, which is how the AI worked. But I'm like, you show up with bedhead. You've got no shame in that. And I'm like, I'm so here for that. So that's why I started following you. And I have been, I feel like we're friends, even though we don't know one another in person. So I'm just going to roll with that. I love that. And I'm so that's the biggest compliment anyone can ever give me is I feel like I already know you because quite frankly, my entire focus for my career and my coaching and my speaking, my thesis, if you will, is your content showing people who you really are is the way to win, is the way to convert and connect and create relationships. And you know, the question is, are you the real estate human who's sharing more videos that can make someone feel like they already know them? So I love yeah. that you said that. That was not <laughs> pre-planned. <laughs> so it sounds like we're going to be right on track with each other. Perfect. Well, tell us a little bit about yourself. Like, what do you do for fun? Um, backstory? Like, tell us a little bit more. Yeah. So I was a realtor, like you mentioned, and I got my license in 2000. So 23 years ago. My goodness, I can't believe I'm actually saying that. Um, and I, before uh, Facebook existed. So I always joke around and say, you know, 2000 BF before Facebook. And so... <laughs> 
I did business the quote old fashioned way for many years because we didn't have a way to connect with people. Back in the quote old days, you actually had to have someone's phone number and call them and they had to answer wild, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, and so I did that for a number of years. I actually was in new home sales as well. And when the crash happened in 2008, I ended up still wanting to stay in the industry, but I wanted to help on the marketing side because that was something that I had never done before. And so I started one person at a time helping them figure out social media and never, ever, ever, ever thought that I would be on stages or helping people (laughs) understand Facebook and Instagram and algorithms. That was never in the plan. It was never in the plan. I was actually going to be a therapist. That was the plan. (laughs) And I got my degree in it. And it turns out I'm extremely empathic and highly sensitive. And I cry a lot if people cry. And I feel those emotions. And I thought that's probably not the best place for me to go into. (laughs) So I joke and say I went into real estate, which is basically the next best thing. So I feel like I did sort of get to use (laughs) that that scope of of expertise. But truly, my passion is understanding human behavior and figuring out how we can use it to be more human through technology. Ah. That's so, so cool. great. That's so, I can feel your energy just through this recording, which does not always happen. Like this feels so joyful and good. So thank you for bringing Yay. that. I'm well, so excited. Christy's a creative and marketing director on my real estate team. And so like, this is like right up her alley. She's like, videos connect <laughs> people to know, Love like, it. and trust you. Speaking this is her jam. <laughs> So I'm going to jump right in if that's okay. all right with you. So, and we're going to chat about imposter syndrome here. So it's something that like the fear of what others think of us can be totally paralyzing and something that we all can relate to or most of us, I think. And so does it show up for you? And how do you get around this if, in, if it does show up to do stuff anyways, to post videos anyways? It does show up for me, and I'm so glad that it does because it makes me uniquely qualified to work with people who are afraid of being vulnerable, who are camera shy, who are unsure and uncertain. And I have uncertainty and anxiety running through my DNA. (laughs) And I was, I've always been that way. I'm actually a very quiet, introverted person, I I jokingly say, I don't people, I person. And so people are really quite surprised when I share that because they say, oh, you do have so much high energy and it seems like you love people, which I do. But I've always struggled with the idea of, am I good enough? Am I worthy enough? And all of those innately human things and limiting beliefs that many of us or most of us likely are wrestling with. And it has made me, it's given me the superpower to truly understand the human beings that I work with that are very afraid of what happens if I put me out on display for potentially the world to see. What if somebody doesn't agree with my perspective or my opinion? What if they think I don't know what I'm talking about? What if they don't like me? And that's a really scary thought. And most of it is unconscious. So yes, the the long answer is, of course, I have absolutely suffered from imposter syndrome. It still creeps in from time to time. However, I now am equipped with tools that when that happens, (laughs) I have a way to say, okay, wait, is this the absolute truth? Let's look at this. Maybe I just need to walk away. Let me take a little bit of a break. Let me go look at my victory folder on my phone of all of the great things that I've accomplished. And so, yes, if I don't think I'd be human if it, if it didn't happen that way. 
Oh, I feel I feel so seen right now. <laughs> Yay, <laughs> really, I love yes. that. I, I want you to It's such a struggle. Yeah, it's such a struggle for so many of us. And it's like what prevents us from actually showing up as our true selves or putting anything out there that can relate with someone else. Absolutely. And it's really difficult, especially with video. And something I talk a lot about is alignment and mismatches. And I've really been trying to pick apart why do we have this challenge with seeing ourselves on video when our brains were made to love people's faces? Mm -hmm. And so why doesn't it love mine? That's so weird. Why can't I look at myself and feel like, oh, I love seeing myself and I love hearing myself. And I want everyone to know that there should be no shame in it because we see so many people in our feed and think, why can't I do it like that? What's wrong with me? I keep trying and it just doesn't seem like that. And we think that we have to be part of their exact template or framework or worse, we just aren't cut out for it. When in reality, what I have found many times when you see a mismatch, you get that ick of seeing that recorded self and you're like looking at the camera, you're like, I know that's me, but it just doesn't seem like me. It doesn't feel like me. It, it Something's a little bit off. And usually what happens is you might have memorized a script and it's activating a different part of your brain. And your brain is thinking about the next words and your facial warmth cues start to go away. And mm -hmm. that's when you see this, oh, that looks like me, but it doesn't quite look like me. Or you are thinking, well, maybe I'll read from a teleprompter. And it takes a skill to be able to read mm -hmm. from a teleprompter and sound the volume and the tone as if you were talking to someone in real life. That's or really it might hard. If you feel like, you have to show up as a persona, maybe of someone else that you're following in your feed, because if you want to be taken seriously or be an expert, that you have to show up in a certain way. So all of those things make that experience cringeworthy when we look back at it and say, ah, that's me, but it doesn't feel like me. And then we doubt and the imposter syndrome <laughs> kicks in and it becomes a hideous cycle and nobody wants to do it. And then you have all of these people that are just saying, well, you're going to have to do it. You're going to have to white knuckle it and expose yourself until you get comfortable. So I've really been working on how to get into that exposure therapy without being totally miserable. <laughs> oh, that would be a yeah. good place to be. It would be a really yeah, great place. Well, we can talk about that because yeah. I love sharing how to get, you know, into into ex your recorded self into alignment with your real self. And there yeah, are talk a little ways. bit yeah, about let's, that. Let's let's do it. Yeah. Let's go off script so, and do that. Cause that's I think the one of the biggest things that hold people back. Yeah, absolutely. And I just want to let everybody know that's listening that if you do feel that ick and that cringe, welcome. You're normal. You're normal. It's truly mm -hmm. normal. There's very few people on the planet who love hearing their voice, who love seeing themselves in recordings. And if they do, they were probably born to be an actor or feel compelled to be on the stage, or they've had a lot of practice and they've just gotten used to it, which truly is what happens because I remember confession. I didn't watch my own videos for five years. Because I was terrified <laughs> that I would not make another video. But you know what else happened? I didn't get better quicker. And I was still nervous and stressed about it when if I had sat down and looked at myself and had tools that I have now, I would have gotten better and more comfortable. Because when you're comfortable, you're confident. And if you're confident, people will perceive you as competent. So it's more about comfort uh, with yourself and how you are perceived that's going to shine through. So. 
my strategy for that, it's so simple. It's, it, it's such a simple strategy that most people are like, is this possible that this works really well? And once I lay out the science behind it and, and why, people are going to say, I can do that. So big, big, big focus of mine is empowering people, not overwhelming them. I could throw all of the things about the algorithm and you should do this and you should post this many times. All of that, right, that we hear. But is that sustainable long term for you? And is it good for your mental health? So we're really going to focus on what works for you at this time. And you know what works for me at this time might not work for me in six months. And that's okay. So I like to give people different options. So whether you are not even doing video because you are totally terrified or maybe you're rocking it on video and you even have a YouTube channel, you probably still could benefit from this strategy. So I call it the one-to-one video strategy. And the whole goal here is to build comfort and alignment in seeing your recorded self and having it match up as much as possible to the real you so that you start to feel comfortable and you start to feel like that wasn't so bad and I can do that. So you're going to pull out your phone. And again, we're not using a studio. We're not using a script. We're not using lights because those become excuses. Just like when people say, can you show me the fun transitions for TikTok and Reels? I can. But you know what? Is that going to become an excuse? Oh, I don't have time to do a cool transition today. Mm -hmm. Oh, I don't have time to do editing. I don't have my script. You know what? I'll do it next week. We always have a phone, right? And we all know how to use it. So what we're going to do is you're going to create a short unscripted video. And, and this message, I want it to be like a visual Hallmark card. Just imagine you're in the Hallmark store. There's like happy birthday, congratulations, new house, new baby, thinking of you, whatever it can be, just something nice and human and complimentary. And let's pick happy birthday just for ease of this example. You're going to get out your phone and you're going to say, oh my gosh, Christy, it's your birthday. I'm so excited. I just wanted to be one of the first people to wish you a happy birthday. Have a great day. That's it. So like six seconds, no big deal. And you're sending this to someone that you already like, know, and trust. This is not a stranger. This is not a prospect. This is not a cold lead. This is someone, if you ran into them at Target, you would know their name and you would say hello. And you're, you're thinking of them. See, what happens is when you know who you're talking to, you don't need a script. And when you're saying something kind mm-hmm. for that other person, like a happy birthday, I'm grateful for you, congratulations, you're not thinking about how you look and sound. In fact, this really magical thing happens where you find that you forget you're talking to a camera and oh my gosh, I dare you to say happy birthday to someone without smiling. And then your facial, facial muscles relax and you're like, oh, okay, well, that, I, I actually kind of sounded like myself. And you get this hit of dopamine where you're like, I did something nice for someone. I helped them feel remembered and seen and they feel good. And so it's this really awesome neurological win-win habit forming process, right? So again, just to summarize where we're at, you're taking a quick video. It's a visual Hallmark card. You're sending it to someone that you know. Here's the last piece that is really important. I want you to work smarter, not harder. And I want your content to go farther as well. So I want you to send this little micro message in a direct message, whether it's Facebook Messenger, Instagram, DM, LinkedIn, wherever you want to send it, it doesn't matter. But I don't want you to send it email or text. And here's why. When you send a direct message to someone, the algorithm wakes up and it uses that message as a data point. And it says, wait a minute, Chelsea just sent Christy a birthday message and she sent it in DM. Well, maybe they want to talk more. Maybe they want to see each other more. We should resort both of their feeds. And so the next time Chelsea posts, not not directly to Christy, but just like out to the world, 
let's make sure that Christy sees it. We'll push it up higher towards the top of her feed. And how amazing that now it's working for your future content. If I sent it in a text message, it ends there. It's still a nice experience, but you don't get a a text message the next week that says, hey, go check your Facebook. Chelsea just posted. (laughs) So it's a great way to train your algorithm, but also to train your confidence and to do it in a way that also makes someone else feel good too. Because the more we can do that and the more we can help someone feel seen, the better we feel about that entire process. So that is the one-to-one video strategy. It's super simple, but highly effective, and it trains your algorithm. That's this, like hella smart. That's, this is brilliant. <laughs> I mic drop stuff. all of this. Yeah, mic drop, exactly. Like We could just end right here, and we're like good to go, basically. <laughs> I love it. In the training your algorithm, what a unique way to look at that. And because it's free. You're we, not paying some SEO expert to do anything for you. It's free and you got and you know what else is really amazing? It gives you access because we we mentioned this. I don't need your phone number. I don't need you to answer. I don't need your email address. I don't need to put a stamp on anything. Heck, I don't even need to be your friend or following you to send you a message. Now, for that particular strategy, we want it to be someone that you like, know and trust. But the amount of access, opportunity to not use this as a cheat code. That's important. So I just want to take one quick second and say what we're not going to do in the direct message (laughs) because it's tempting because we want to be efficient and we want to get all of our stuff done and check it off, right? It's tempting to just do a little PS like, oh, PS, I'm here and available for all of your real estate needs. No, 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 (laughs) no. This is about them. This is about them. And I want you to think about what would you do in real life? If somebody just had a brand new baby and you were dropping off some flowers and, you know, some diapers and a pretty card, would you say, I'm so excited. This is the, you're a new mom. P.S. If you know anybody that wants to sell their house, think of me and here's my business card. No, you wouldn't do that. No. Okay. So you have to remember, this isn't an opportunity for you to also mention anything about real estate. This is about an experience for them, a positive them focused experience with your brand. And the other thing that I don't want this to turn into is, oh, let me go to Facebook. Oh my gosh, there's seven people's birthdays today. You know what? I'm going to just make one video and say, hey, friend, happy birthday. Thinking Um, of you. Yeah. And then send it to all seven people because that's for you, not for them. That's for you to be like, got that done in one fell swoop. And I only did it in 30 seconds, right? So the idea is to truly have some humanity injected into. Um, creating something, an experience for someone else to help them feel seen. And while the fact that it actually helps your algorithm is just icing on the cake. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's like magic right there. Yeah, this is incredible. (laughs) I So just for my curiosity's sake, and maybe people listening to want to know too, what did the beginning of your video journey look like? Was it like messy and like, dancing a TikTok like mine was that is so cringeworthy, but I'm not taking it down because I want to see the progress. Like what, tell us about your journey. What did that look like? I'm going to tell you a story that has nothing to do with video because I truly believe in the power of storytelling, but I also want people who haven't done video yet and who are afraid to be able to, to, to relate to this. So I am a high D perfectionistic, achiever, over performer, have things organized. So I got plans 
for everything. And so when I was pregnant, <laughs> I was about to have Mason and um, I was I was going to make sure it was happening on a very specific day. And I'm like, oh, I'm sure I can make this happen <laughs> because I wanted his birthday to be this the, a seven. So he was born one nine and he ruined it because I'm two seven. <laughs> my husband is three seven. And I was like, we're having this baby on one seven. So we're going to have a one seven, a two seven and a three seven. Right. And I read the books I had baby wise. And I'm like, oh, this is cute. We're going to be on a schedule within two days. Everything's going to be great. And <laughs> 46 hours later, after a labor of 46 hours later, the plan went out the window. And then I realized, oh, yeah, no, this isn't going to go according to plan. And so what happened is that I didn't know what the heck I was doing. It was a hot mess dumpster fire for months. In fact, I don't remember the first few months because I was in a dark world of postpartum depression and nobody told me about it. And so my world basically fell apart and it was a hot mess. And that's how everything starts. A lot of the times I didn't know how to do anything and eventually we all just figured it out. The, the problem is we get the option to walk away from video. When you don't have the option to walk away from the thing, you figure it out, right? Mm -hmm. And it's very different now than what it was 10 years ago. And um, yes, it was a hot mess. It, <laughs> I, I, it was horrible. I don't want to go back and watch any of those. And yes, I've kept them all up because I believe that there's something believable about somebody who you can be on a journey with them and say, oh my gosh, I remember following you when you were on Snapchat and like, look <laughs> at you now. It's awesome, right? It's so cool that I've gotten to be on this journey with you. So absolutely. It was, it was atrocious. And you know what? I'm still learning and I'm still improving. And even from two years ago, my content looks very different. I love that. It's so yeah. fun. It's you have my permission evolution. to not be perfect and to try things out because this idea that you have to be an expert, because that holds people back. They're like, I, I'm new. I, mm -hmm. I'm not an expert enough. Let's normalize not being an expert because one of the best things I ever did and didn't know I was doing it um, is actually one of the best things for the, when you do something for the first time and you have no idea what you're doing, it's actually kind of the best thing. And so I was going to write a book, my first book, and I'm like, oh, I don't know what I'm doing. But I'll, I'll just figure it out as I go. <laughs> and so I documented me not knowing what I was doing. And the funniest thing happened. People didn't not want me to win because I had never done this thing before. People were watching and rooting for me. And when the book came out, all of those people that were rooting for me the entire time and saw the horrible mess that it was and me almost giving up multiple times, they bought it. And I didn't even ask them. So having the humanity, another like hashtag that I use is, is human is professional because people are like, well, I don't know. They don't want to see my bedhead. People, uh, I mean, I, I'm selling luxury homes. It's, it's not really the, the vibe I want to give off. And I'm like, well, who told you human wasn't professional? Because last time I checked, I want to work with somebody who has empathy. I want to work with somebody who is honest, has integrity, compassion, uniquely human. That's the, <laughs> only, the only thing we got, uniquely human, all of that stuff right there. Um, so yeah, the, the idea that, you know, this isn't professional uh, is, is difficult for me because I do believe that human is professional and there's a range and spectrum 
of what fits for you and where you want to be. And personal is different than private. And you absolutely should protect your boundaries at all costs. And you get to curate the majority of that that experience when you are on these platforms, because it should hopefully be a positive experience. This is like all so amazing. I should be writing this down. Like it's so impactful. <laughs> well, we'll have the podcast we can refer back to. Over and over again. <laughs> okay. So I want to switch gears a little bit here. So I love so much how you educate on the difference between content and context and how it can impact your business and your social media presence. So can you share more on why context is so important and what gets missed so often? Mm-hmm. This took me years. This was like a a itch that I was trying to scratch for years because I couldn't articulate the thing. I knew there was this reason that people were connecting with things, but I couldn't quite articulate it. And I, the word, which I'm going to give you an actual analogy because the word doesn't help. It's like saying, well, you need to provide value. (laughs) Okay, cool. Well, like what? Um, (laughs) Or be authentic. Uh, Okay. So it's these buzzwords like, well, you have to have context. And the way that I look at this is that content is the thing. It is the actual like post. But if you don't have any context behind it, that's the thing that has meaning to someone's head and their heart. And the best way that I can explain it so that people who are listening and can't actually see this is, is another story where, um, you know, we love dogs. We have our dogs. We have rescue dogs. And when we lost our two dogs that were a bonded pair, we were, of course, devastated. And there was this tiny, 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 small font. I don't even remember where I found it. It was like on some like blog. It literally said small dog available for adoption. That's it. No pictures, no information. And I thought, you know what? I'm like, why don't we just go look? Which all my real estate peeps right now are going to be like, oh, yeah, we know when people say, let's just go look. Well, it's $200,000 above our max price, but we should just go. We're just going to look, right? Okay. Well, so you already know what's going to happen. My husband's like, heck no. I No, I'm not ready. So I, of course, finally get my way and we're going to go look and I'm not going to do anything. We're just going to go pee. This is not my dog. No. So we get there and the lady's like, um, I just want to let you know that this dog is probably unadoptable. I just don't want you to get your hopes up because this dog was in a really tragic, horrible, uh, you know, situation and is very scared. And we just were, we're concerned. You have a child and we're just thinking this is probably not. So just, so just you know, be ready. Okay. So here comes out this three and a half pound hairless chihuahua who literally jumped into my lap oh. and like we fell in love and is oh. just the sweetest love bug. And I have a video of it, right? So here's the thing. How does that relate to content? The content was the little ad that said small dog available for adoption. And then when I got there and I have this video and I show this in my presentations and they see her cute little face and her like licking me and she's just like showing me her belly, then like that's content. That's what's missing. And so how do you get context into your content? Well, there's two things that only you can provide because all the real estate content on the planet has been done. Nobody is going (laughs) to be coming up with an original market update. It's just not possible. And that's okay because the only original content is your personality and your perspective, your lived experience, your opinion, your actual uh, life story the stories that you have with your clients, your face, your voice, all of those things are uniquely original. 
And if you can infuse those things, mainly personality and perspective, into your content, you will have more context and people will start to understand that you are there to serve them and educate them. And you also have to know who your audience is. But a lot of people think that it has to be this super edited, perfectly templated content. And they're wondering why it's not working. And they're like, I, if I go to one more conference that some social media person says, be consistent and keep posting things. And like, where are my clients? It's likely because you have the disconnect between who you are in real life or the offline and how you're showing up online. Because we still want the same thing, even though we're online. And that was a hard sell for me pre-2020. And then the pandemic happened. And then everyone was like, oh, we're on this Zoom thing, which don't get me wrong. I'm, <laughs> I'm not saying it takes the place. But you can't tell me that for two years when I didn't see my parents and I said, I love you guys and I miss you. And it was on a Zoom call that that wasn't real. So we can create and be human through technology. We are adjusting to that right now, but there is no, this is real life and this is not real life. And what you'll find is if you're showing up digitally, very different than you would in a physical world, and I can even go into some examples if that's helpful, you are going to be frustrated because you're going to be putting stuff up and you're not going to get the engagement and the results that you're want, wanting to get. And you're going to look at other people in your office and you're going to be like, why is it working for you? I've been consistently posting three times a week for three years and like barely anything's happening. That totally, you perfectly segued into my next question that you didn't even know about that. What's the biggest mistake realtors make when it comes to making reels? Um, I'm going to say just content in general, and I'll give you one specific one for reels and it is piggybacking on what we just talked about. And so I think, again, it's really helpful to have an example because a lot of people think, oh, no, I, I'm not really doing that. But here's a limiting belief that is ultra common, right? And we even talked about this. I hate how I look. I hate how I sound. I don't want to hear my voice. I don't want to watch myself in the videos. Okay, friends who say that that's okay because this is different and this is an online world. Let's imagine if we said that in an offline world. Imagine you're at Starbucks. You're sitting over there with your mocha. I've got my latte. And you say, gosh, I've been reading all of these headlines. I'm a little bit nervous. Is now really a good time to be buying? I mean, like, I'm just, maybe I should wait until next year. And instead of answering you, I dive under the table and I'm sitting under the table and you're up there with both of our coffees <laughs> and I'm shouting underneath the table. And I say, um, yeah, you know what? I am so sorry. I know this probably seems weird, but I wanted to answer this under the table because I just can't have someone looking at me when I talk. I am, it's just nerve wracking. I can't do it. And, or, and I'm, and I'm furiously, I, I hold my finger up, like, hold on a minute. I furiously write notes and I slide it across the table silently and they read it. And my note says, you know what? I'd love to answer that out loud, but I have heard my voice. It is cringe. Can I just write? <laughs> And you, no, you can talk because you sound normal. You talk. I'm going to write, okay? So it sounds ludicrous when we're like, oh, wait a minute. And it, you could say that for your templated posts, right? If you don't talk to people, that's like going to a happy hour or a neighborhood barbecue and literally physically throwing your business cards in someone's face and wondering why they're not working with you and going home being like, babe. I went to the kids' baseball game and I literally said, hello, I'm Chelsea, and threw my cards in their face and everybody stared at me. And <laughs> my husband would probably be like, well, did you give him the really nice ones with the new logo? Yes. And they, <laughs> yeah, people, this is, we wouldn't do that. 
This is real life. It just happens to be a different way of communicating. And so those mindsets that we have, there's so many things we're doing that we can't do. So that if answer this question, if you're unsure, what would you do if the person was standing in the room? That answers almost 98% of the questions Mm -hmm. I get. What would you do if the person was standing in the room right now? What would you do? <laughs> and so you start to, to realize, wow, yeah, I do have all these limiting beliefs that if somebody was here, I wouldn't, I wouldn't do that. And a lot of you are probably thinking right now, if I could just get in front of them, if I could just meet them, they would absolutely hire me. I just got to get in front of them. And now you can. And it's, it's wild that we, we have this idea that getting in front of them is different online than it is if I meet them at the coffee shop. So it, it's, it's a lot of limiting beliefs about showing up very differently. And it's normal because we didn't go to school to learn how to show up online. There is no class for that. Maybe my son will take that class now. Um, maybe I'll make that class one day. Who knows? But it's, it's a different experience. And we, we've been forever told that social media isn't real life. This is real life. There's a difference between tech and digital. And there is. It is different, but it is still real life. Hmm. It's true. Yeah. yeah. We all we all just get so in our heads and so hung up on the stuff that doesn't matter. Yeah. That, I mean, literally, I think that's one reason, like I said at the beginning of the show, like why I love like you and BP like <laughs> laying in bed and you're like this and that, and you guys are going back and forth and you let your dogs lick your lips. I'm like, people can relate to that <laughs> and people love their pets. And like, I kiss my cat on the lips and I'm, you know, it's just, it's how it goes around here. But like, I need to get better about like actually like putting that out there because there's other crazy cat ladies like me. Well, you know, <laughs> a lot of that is, is thinking that we're boring or gosh, why would I put that? Like, why would I put that out there? One, one, um, comment I get often that I think some people will relate to is, yeah, I just don't really know why posting what I'm having for lunch is going to help me get more listings. I'm just not sure you can mm-hmm. sell me on that one. And I'm like, actually, I can. <laughs> <laughs> and, you know, there is truly a brain science of, how we as human beings connect with other people. We need to have eye contact. We need to see faces. And, you know, before the internet, we would go to the mall. I had some people would go to the airport because we did, well, people watch. We love people watching. We just innately connect to people by experiencing them. And then, you know, you had reality TV that came out in the early 90s. And that was actually reality TV back then. Imagine if you were able to talk to the people on the show while the episode was on, but you felt like you were there with them. That's why when you get into a series and it ends, you're devastated or you have a favorite character and they get written off the show or they die at the end. And you're like, that was awful. And you're crying and you're like, this is just a movie. And sometimes it's a cartoon movie and you're still crying. And you're like, this isn't even a a, a real person. And so we can't help it. That's how we connect. And so I always say there's magic in the mundane. And if you are too afraid to post something because you think it's boring, the best way to make it not boring is to ask a question about it or ask for someone's opinion. 
So if I um, said, okay, I don't even know what brand this is, a random, you know, ice, ice cooler cup. It's not the cool Stanley thing. It's like a knockoff. But <laughs> I could say, okay, everyone, what do you think? I, I don't know. I like this one because it fits in my car, but I'm thinking about getting the one with this, you know, the holder. What do you think? Well, if I put that down on paper, you'd think I was lost my mind. You want me to post about my, my cup? Yeah, I do actually. And so I ask a question. So instead of just taking a picture of it and saying, here's my water cup, because that is pretty boring. If I'm like, hey, you know, I'm just not really sure. Is it worth it? Should I invest? I'm, I'm I, Instagram's trying to get me to buy those Stanley things. I'm seeing them everywhere, but I don't know. What do you think? Like, do you like, do you have one that keeps it really cold? Are you like fill it all the way up to the ice and just the drop of water, which I am? Or do you like it with hot in it? And I'm telling you, People love to talk about the most mundane things as long as you ask them. They love it. Oh my gosh, love it. Doesn't matter. It's like true. I talk about bread ends. I'm like, I don't need the bread ends. In fact, I believe there's a second and third end and I go right for the fourth or fifth piece. I can't even tell you how many people wanted to chat with me about the ends of bread. <laughs> I do right now, actually, because I'm there with you. <laughs> See? Yeah. You say, oh, I do that. Oh, I can relate to that. Oh, me too. And then what happens is when you have those moments and you're talking about bread ends or you're remarking and thinking, my God, I can't believe she lets her dog like kiss her on the mouth. And then a week later, because I'm talking about my new course that's launching and somebody says, oh my gosh, your dog is so funny. I love her turtlenecks. And then they say, oh, you know what? I actually was meaning to chat with you because I remember last week you were posting about your course. Yeah. It's called no barrier of entry content. So if you don't have any, if you just have content that's all work. Here's what I do, how I can help you. There's no little wiggle room for someone who might be like me, who's kind of shy and doesn't know if they want to reach out to someone. But if you're talking about something that doesn't have anything to do with that, it gives me an opportunity without any expectation to start talking to you. And if I want to have that conversation, I feel more comfortable now because I've already started that conversation. So Yes, I actually can prove to you scientifically why it matters <laughs> if you post what you had for lunch. And it doesn't have to be lunch. It could be your gym selfie. It could be your dog. It could be your coffee mug collection and all the things in between. <laughs> I you're, love that. You're breaking this down in such like a real way that is so relatable and, and attainable to mm -hmm. do. Like this is incredible, really, honestly. Well, good, yeah. because I was really frustrated for a lot of years because I was like, could somebody describe what value is? Because <laughs> I'm writing down value and I'm writing down authenticity and I'm just not really sure what that looks like. <laughs> so I, that is my goal is to be able to make these things tangible and attainable and doable so that you don't feel like, oh my gosh, I am running around like totally just from one appointment to the next and I'm selling houses and I don't have a... Uh, someone following me with videos and I don't have a crew and I don't know what to say and I just don't have the time. So I, I, that, that can be very overwhelming. All of that can mm -hmm. be very overwhelming. I'm overwhelmed by that. And I do this full time. So I do want people to feel like it's accessible and approachable and like you can actually do something and you have the ability and permission to do it in whatever way works for you. Hmm. So perfect. Good. All right. So I have another question for you. So okay. I was on your Insta bio and I love that it says no hustle or hacks. It's just, it's so great. As someone myself who's 
completely turned off by this and it's been used so much. It feels like really refreshing. Can you share why they just don't work long-term? Okay. So first I want to let everyone know, I do know the hacks (laughs) and and it's not that I don't know them. It's, it's that, um, the excuses around hacks of, oh my gosh, if I wait, I'm not, I can't even post. I've missed my window. I was supposed to post at 1115 Eastern. Forget it. It's 1122. And I, 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 I can't think of an 18th hashtag right now. And I just don't have time. And those things become very stressful if you feel like you have to do all these things in order to basically like launch a spaceship when the good news is now at one time that did matter more. It doesn't matter anymore because of the recommendation algorithm, which is awesome. But even when it did, it was very restrictive. And I am someone who likes guides, frameworks, rules, checkboxes. And I would be like, hold on, I have to do it exactly this way. And it was a lot. And so, um, and, and the hustle comment, listen, hustle and hard work, different, right? Um, I am all about the heart and humanity because I use that word specifically with intention when I speak. It's always real estate humans. It's, it's humans that I'm working with because I do truly believe in the intentionality of thinking about this is a human on the other side of that screen. This is a human on the other side of that inbox. What would you do if you were standing in front of them? And um, you can post every day if you want, or you don't have to, and you can still be super successful. Another confession that people are shocked to know, I don't batch create content. Never have. I have, I have I've tried content calendars. I've tried weekly, monthly, yearly. I have friends like my friend Katie Lance, who plans out an entire year of content in one week, which I think is amazing for her. It doesn't work for me. And that's okay. So you do need to honor yourself, but you also need to test out because if you just feel like I don't like to batch create content, but you've never tried it. Okay, wait a minute. You actually have to know for sure. You are testing things out to know if they don't work for you, in my opinion, where I'm like, okay, I'm going to try this. Nah, I didn't like that. Nope, I'm not going to do that. Um, you know, so there's a lot more no's than yeses, at least for me. And once I'm like, nope, nope, that, that, yeah. And I'll find like one thing. I'm like, oh, you know what? I like this. I just like this better. I just want to keep coming back to it. And when you're going to test something, you can't test it once. You got to really, I have done 30 days of content calendars. I, I still have weekly content time built into my schedule, but I allow it to be a little bit more free flow and loose. So if I'm just not in the mood that day, I still use that time to research. Um, I still sometimes record things. I force myself to record things and sometimes I use it and sometimes I don't. But I do try to have that, that area, that space held for it. What I do is theme days. So I have one day a week where if it's related to creativity, I'm doing it. If it's recording my podcast, if I can record some videos, if it's writing a caption, I don't do any editing, nothing. It has to be that part of my brain that I'm focused on for that day. And I don't do anything else except for that. And that took me a full year to be able to work on my schedule to be able to be in that. So I don't want people to think, well, that's nice that you just have a day to do that. No, I worked for a year to schedule and get focused and really make that happen. So I knew that I would have better performance overall and reach the goals that I had set. That's so cool. Yeah. 
Yeah, I have to batch or it doesn't get done. So I found that out about myself. Oh, I'm but so jealous. getting into the schedule of batching, I'm like, no, I'm going to be fly by the seat of my pants, girl. Yeah, that was a that was a dumpster fire for sure. So now <laughs> did try it a couple times though. So you did oh yeah, the we, data, yeah, the it, data it didn't that. work. It was an epic fail. <laughs> Okay, I have a very elementary question, but I want to see if there's anything more than other than what we've talked about so far. So why video? Like, why is video so important in like modern marketing and especially for real estate agents? Mm, Yes, Um, I've been talking about really not even specifically a format of video. I've been talking about this before TikTok existed, before Instagram stories existed. And it's really just boiled down to one sentence faces take you places. And we cannot help it. It is hardwired into our brain. There are two parts of our brain that are literally dedicated to one thing, which is taking pictures of people's faces. That's it. If you damage that part of your brain, actually suffer from something called facial blindness. And so the idea that you have access to this completely unfair advantage where People that you don't even know or that are aware of consuming you and having eye contact at scale at 2 a.m. if they can't sleep and they have insomnia, or maybe it's a parent up with a new infant and they just got that baby to sleep and they're not moving. So I'm going to just, I'm awake now. So I'm going to watch some stuff, right? So there's so many different reasons that people might be seeing you. And the ability and so many people that I, I, I coach with until they do it and they see one of these wins where somebody says, oh my gosh, I feel like I already know you, right? And they have that win. You really feel like it's almost like cheating because you're like, oh, I'm just being myself. I'm just talking to, to, to my friends and this beautiful side benefit that people feel like they like, know, and trust you. You could even say it, some people call it the celebrity effect, but I look at people that I like to watch. I love to watch movies with The Rock in it. I love The Rock. He just seems like he would be a nice guy. I don't know. I don't know him, right? I have no idea who he really is, but I hope he really is a nice guy. Um, and I just feel like he would be this nice person, right? And and why do we feel that way? Well, because we've been exposed to his face and probably seen him on uh, you know, social media. And I've seen him in videos with his kids. And so whether we like it or not, our brains take mental shortcuts all the time. And it can be something as simple as seeing a hotel room on Expedia that's $100 more a night and everything else is the same. And you're like, "Mm, maybe this one's better. That's how fast our brain looks and thinks at it. And the same thing happens when people come to your video library. When they come to stalk you and see who you are because someone referred you or they found one video randomly and then they go to your profile they're scanning in less than a second to see, are, am I verifying you're a human? Do you have your face in anything? And what are you all about? And so there's so many things that are around us, the background of my office, the you know clothes that I might wear, people will connect with you in different ways. So video is a beautiful opportunity to do that at scale. And now everybody knows what it's like and how awful it is when people don't turn their Zoom cameras on. And that's not a fun (laughs) Zoom, right? No, it's painful. Because nobody's making eye contact. You are not seeing any other human being. And we need that to survive and thrive. That's why at the end of a day, when you were on eight calls and nobody had their Zoom cameras on, your brain was tired. It was exhausted. It hadn't seen anything else to connect with. 
And so it's really, really critical to know that it's more than just something that is an extra. We have to adapt with not being everywhere. And and many of us don't even have offices to go into anymore. Mm-hmm. And this will continue. I mean, I, I can't imagine my kiddo always being in virtual school. I, I would love for him to be like, you know, he still is in physical school, but maybe one day, maybe one day it'll be primarily virtual. So we still have to remember how to maintain that humanness and um, until, you know, we, we can connect with other people in, in the physical, but video is the, the way to connect with people and make eye contact at scale. And why not? I mean, if you're going to be answering questions and making content, you just never know who's going to find it and you don't know who's watching. And I always say you have to love your lurkers. And I say that in a positive (laughs) way because they're still connecting while they're consuming. And there's so many people that I, I believe are my friends that I've never talked to. And when I have a hard day, I um, see them in my feed and I'm like, I'm so glad I saw your face. I I needed to see you right now. And that person has no idea I exist. No clue. Not at all. But it's somebody in my mind that exists to me. Mm -hmm. So people are connecting while they're consuming, even if they're not saying a word, because then you're going to go to the school pickup line and you're going to see that person from a year ago and they're going to be like, oh my gosh, oh, hi, how are you? And you're not going to remember their name. And they're going to be like, oh my gosh, hi. Oh my, you're, you know what? Your little dog is so cute. And you're like, oh yeah. Oh no, I've seen your videos. Oh, you have? I, I've never seen you comment. Oh, I didn't see, I didn't know you followed me. Oh no, I don't comment, but like, we love watching your videos. We saw with your dog and the house son got the new dog. Oh my gosh. So cute. And you're like, oh. So people are consuming, they're out there and we are all lurkers. We love lurking. So it's impossible to think that people aren't lurking and connecting with you on the same way that you're doing it. We forget that we do that too. So yes, they're lurking and they are still connecting. So good. (laughs) So good. This is is all awesome. I know. I love this so much. Okay, I'm going to shift gears again here. So I would love to know how you find the balance in it all. Motherhood, family, posting videos, coaching, speaking, author, podcaster. What does that look like for you? Um, I definitely don't know that I have found a balance. Um, I don't know that I'll ever find a balance. But what I have decided to do is... um, get really clear about my schedule, get really clear about focusing on three major goals every 90 days. And I am dedicated, dedicated to self-awareness because when you are self-aware, I know that I have to only schedule a certain amount of things because my particular like mind, body, spirit must recharge. I will burn out. And so I'm very, very clear about who I am, how I work, and what I'm going to need. And I schedule that in. And some people think it's funny and quirky, but literally at 3 p.m. every day, except for today, um, because (laughs) I'm here right now, I will be horizontal for 45 minutes. I will be in bed, in my blazer, in my clothes. I lay down in bed and I either meditate or I, you know, read 
but I know that I have to do that. And I don't play with that time. Um, so there is no balance. I am, I am guilty of being a parent who's at the baseball practice and looking at Instagram reels. So I certainly need to work more diligently on being present as well. And I don't want to be somebody who has a regret that I wasn't present. And that's something that I am um, actively thinking about. And I also invest money in myself. I have a life coach. I have, you know, coaches that can help me achieve a certain area of my life dreams. I don't have any hobbies other than book reading. And I kind of want to learn how to punch needle because I see so many TikToks (laughs) of these people making these beautiful, like, and then they're like shaving it with a shaver. And I'm like, this is so relaxing. Um, So I do kind of have dreams that like, maybe one day I'll have like, a loom and, but like, who am I kidding? Come on. I won't, (laughs) but I like watching that. That's hilarious. What does a day in the life look like for you? Okay. Well, it depends on if I'm traveling or if I'm not, if you're not traveling, if I'm not traveling, um, I'm in my office. This office here is, I just recently changed it because I'm really focusing about mindset and productivity for my particular style of humanness. And I have a standing desk and I only come in this office if I'm presenting and I'm standing. I do all of my other work in different area because I want to come into a mindset of energy and know that my purpose is to inform and to influence while I'm here. So I have a very mindset specific space. Um, I will usually be teaching I'll be having a webinar or teaching or sometimes a virtual keynote. Uh, Occasionally, I'll be doing um, coaching throughout the week for my group coaching. And usually, my day will end around 4 p.m. It starts at usually 4.45. I read first thing in the morning. I meditate. And then depending on the day, I'll go work out. And then I, um, any content that I'm ever creating is always before 12 p.m. because that's my morning time is when I'm really thinking. Um, and generally, I try not to people before 10 because that's sort of my golden hours of my brain function. So I try to push most of that into if I'm working on a presentation or a keynote or videos or anything that's creative in that nature. And if I'm traveling, it's usually all day conferences or keynotes. And depending on if I am going to any of the pre or post activities, uh, content creation, because there's typically a videographer there and creating content. Um, And then there's a lot of airport time. (laughs) That's a lot. That's a lot. And then I go and then I get in bed at 645 and I watch, you know, TV for two hours and go to sleep at 830. Oh, mm-hmm. I love that. We, I love uh, watching TV. I don't know what those people say that watching TV is not good for you. I love it. <laughs> this is so interesting that you bring this up. I have found in the last few weeks that if I watch TV before bed, I sleep better. So I have like flipped that idea that if you watch it before bed, it affects you negatively. It does the reverse for me. It's the only way that I can calm my brain down. Um, so, I mean, I've even tried reading and I do like reading at night too, but there is something, um, about the TV and perhaps it's just a ingrained bad habit, but I love it and I'm not changing it. I mean, I've gotten rid of a lot of other vices this year and you know what, I'm not taking away the TV and my true crime and my 90 day fiance. We're just, we're not. (laughs) 
I love it. So what would you say to an agent who knows they need to be sharing their face, showing up, but feels overwhelmed, unsure where to begin? How do I actually do this? What would Mm -hmm. you say? Yeah, it's just the easy first uh, strategy. We talked about the one-to-one because it's going to put you in a different mindset. It's not about you. It's about doing something nice for someone else. And it's it, you have this byproduct of getting yourself into this habit. But I also just distill that down very simply into less contenting and more commenting. And that means that your conversations with people are probably the most valuable content you'll ever create. And if you only have one minute of the day to devote to your content time, it should be where you're actually talking to someone and building your brand in a way that you're supporting them. And it will go a lot farther for someone because they're going to remember, oh yeah, you you always support my posts. And like finally when they do, even if you don't like it, you're like, oh my gosh, they always comment. I'm going to give them a little quick comment. Of course, right? So um, it doesn't have to be a Canva graphic or a caption or hashtags or a video. But it's the same thing my broker told me 23 years ago before we had all of the social media. How many people did you talk to today? How many conversations Mm -hmm. did you have? It's the same thing. Mm -hmm. I can just have a lot more conversations a lot faster than in 2000. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Like you can actually scale all that. That's scalable. Yeah. Yeah. And you can be doing it in your pajamas. You can be doing it in your pajamas. I know because I do. <laughs> I love this so much. This is so great. I'm so, I'm so thankful Thank that you we for make this me. work. Yeah. yeah. So well, tell people where they can find you. You can find me um, everywhere under my first and last name, Chelsea Pites. And it is spelled kind of odd because most people think it's P-I-E, but it's P-E-I. So it's, I always say like Old MacDonald had a farm, E-I-E-I-O. Now you won't forget it. <laughs> I rhymes with lights and um you can the best place to get to me honestly is instagram because i spend the most time there and i have a whole bunch of free things there that anybody who's interested in learning more about instagram it's you can go take them free classes and that is the best place to connect with me i um do have a book i've actually got two books and a podcast and everything is linked on instagram tell us the name of your podcast they can check it out. I actually just changed it um, because, again, great story. Years ago, I didn't know what I was doing, so I named it The Voice of Social Sales. But I realized that I'm the brand, just like you're the brand, so I changed it to the Chelsea Pites Podcast, just keeping Perfect. it simple, easy, and real. Perfect. And um, just, you know, to let people know it's okay if you want to change it. And it's okay if you want to take a six-month break from your podcast or never come back at all. That's okay. Yeah. <laughs> There's no rules to it. And you just got to do what works for you. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you so much. This is such a wonderful conversation. I loved it. It was really fun. Thank you so much. I'm really excited. And let us know that if you listen to the podcast, shoot me over a DM and let me know that you came from the show. Awesome. Yes. Okay. Bus bench babes until next time, keep your face off a bus bench and keep being the badass boss babes that you are. Okay. Girls, are you feeling as inspired as we are? We're over here cheering you on because you just finished another episode of the Girl Get Your Face Off a Bus Bench podcast. If you want more, head over to girlgetyourfaceoffabusbench.com for show notes and more episodes. And don't forget to subscribe and leave us a five-star review. They mean the world to us and they're what keep us going. 
girl, thanks for being here. 